0: Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stock Ridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. There was a severe drought. And it had not rained in over a year. And people were dying. They were about to lose a generation of people because of starvation. And this man, Honey did something. He went out and into the streets right there in the dust. And he began to declare a prayer. And he began to raise his voice. And as he did, he got the attention of all the people that were around him. And he didn't do it to get their attention, he got it to get the attention of God. And he took his, his stick, his staff, and he began to, to declare, I'm going to make a circle. And he began to take his staff and moved it, and he moved it 90 degrees, 180 degrees, 270 degrees, and finally 360 degrees, and he made a circle. And he stood in the circle. And he said, God, I will not leave this circle until you send us rain. And he stood there and declared that. And when he prayed that bold prayer and he made that circle in the sand and stood there, all of a sudden, there began to be a sprinkle of rain. And the people were amazed at that. But he said, God, I have not stood in this circle and declared that I want a sprinkle of rain. God, I want an outpouring of rain that so much so that it fills all the cisterns, oh God, and that we have rain like we've never seen before. And and it is recorded in, in Jewish history that it began to pour rain, I mean, just rain bucket loads. And then he stood in his circle again. He said, God, I thank you for that rain that's pouring right now. And all the people were amazed that it was raining. He said, but God, not only do we want your rain that is coming from heaven of water, but we want your spiritual blessings. We want your favor on our lives. God, rain down your blessings on us. And that prayer changed the history because he decided to draw a circle in the sand and make a circle of prayer. He would not leave his circle until God answered. And so today I want to challenge you to be a circle maker. Amen, everybody, Amen. to be a circle maker. There's something about circles is that, I don't know that, that God seems to be moving in. There's a story in the Bible, I hate, I don't like using the word stories because it seems like it's make believe but it actually happened about a city of named Jericho. There was a city named Jericho that God's people, God had instructed his people. He wanted them to take this city. And so as they, they, they approached this, the city of Jericho, they saw that these walls were over 50 foot high and they were many feet thick. And, and, and God instructed the people to, to do something crazy. As they were approaching the walls, they realized that how big the city was and how small they were. And that's the way it is many times in our lives, right, with the needs, that, the things that we cannot do. And my, let me just tell you something. Prayer is all about praying about the things that you can't do that you need God to do, amen? If you can do them and you don't do them, then that's on you. But if you, can, if you can't do them, then that's on God, right? And so, as God's people approached the city, they looked at the wall. They were so high. Again, they looked so big and they felt so small. And God told his people, said, I don't want you to take a battering ram to get into that city. I'm going to give it to you. What I want you to do is I want you to circle the city. I want you to march around the city. He told the army and, and all the men of Israel, I want you to walk around this city. And, for, and the first day they got there, they, they felt so intimidated by the city. that thought, there's no way. But as they continued to walk, you know, he said, circle it. I want you to circle it for seven days. So every day they circled the city one time around. And the, third, the second day they circled the city. The third day they circled the city. The fourth day they circled the city. And every time that they circled the city, somehow their faith began to grow. It was about making that circle around that their faith began to grow. And on the fifth day, they circled the city. On the sixth day, they circled the city. And on the seventh day, God said, I want you to circle the city seven times. So they marched around those walls seven times. And at the last day or the last time around, God said, okay, when you hear the horns blow, I want you just to let out a shout. And so as they had prayed around the city and said, God, we need the city. Give us the city. And about that time on the seventh time around, the seventh Day the horn blew, and they shouted. That's all they did. They said, God, you be the glory. Lord, you're the Savior. God, give us this city. And when they shouted, the Bible says the walls crumbled on that city. The walls, they were impenetrable. There was no way you could get through the walls. They were made to hold off every enemy. There was no way. And when they shouted, that shout registered, would have registered on the Richter scale because God did what they could not do, when they made a circle around their problem. Jericho was their problem. But when they circled it, God moved. The question I have for you today is, what is your Jericho? What is it in your life that is so big that, that the, every time that you think about the need, the more you think about it, the smaller you feel, and the more you think about it, you think there's no way it could ever happen. The more that you ponder this, you say, there's no way. But I want to tell you today that he is the way maker. Amen, everybody? Amen. Jericho. There's another story in the New Testament. It's amazing how that Jericho where faith died and faith rose. In Jericho, we have a story of Jesus. And I wanna talk to you today about how to pray. Because if we're gonna be praying over the next 21 days and we are going to be praying over the next 21 days and we're gonna be fasting as well. I'll talk to you more about that just in a second. But I want you to see this encounter. And we learn from this encounter with Jesus. Look what happens here. In Luke's gospel, chapter 18, verse 35, it says this. As Jesus approached Jericho, notice there we go, Jericho, there it is. A blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked, what was happening? They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him, be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near Jesus, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also did what, everybody? They praise God. You see, the greatest tragedy in life is this, is that so many prayers go unanswered because they go unasked. The greatest tragedy is that God is saying, if you would just ask me, if you would just lean into me, And, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes my pride steps up and says, well, I can take care of that. And let me just tell you something. Prayer is humbling yourself before God and saying, I can't do it. I need you, God. Amen. I want to share with you three things today from this story that I believe may help you when you pray, as you lean in, as for the next 21 days we're leaning in, that's why we're going to fast, everybody. Fasting, why do we fast? Because fasting is I'm gonna do without something I want in order, so when I start wanting that, it's gonna remind me to pray, right? So so some of you, you know, maybe if you wanna fast, you know, maybe social media, my God, we'll be praying all day. (laughs) Amen, everybody? Matter of fact, I heard that, some, that we reach for our phone over 150 times a day, so maybe every time you start to reach for your phone, maybe it reminds you to pray. But we're going to fast, so Rhonda and I are fasting. We're doing uh, no bread, no meats, and no sweets for the next 21 days. That's what we're doing. I challenge you to pick out something, uh, because let me tell you something. When I get ready to eat, I like meat, right? Yeah. That's right, and Friday's come around. Friday is Fat Friday for us. So I like sweets on Friday, so when Friday comes around we'll really be interceding. Okay, you do what you want to. <laughs> <clears throat> Some of you going, you checking out on me right in, like, I ain't doing that. Oh yes. Oh yes. You gotta figure it out. What is it? It's a sacrifice, right? And then we're gonna be getting up at six A. M. And we're gonna be here at six A. M. And we're gonna be praying. And And I hope that you will try one day, if you just make one day of prayer, Monday through Saturday, we'll be here at 6 a.m. I hope you'll join us. If you can't join us live, then we'll be on Facebook Live. uh, So you can join us at that time as well. So number one is how to pray. Number one is define your need. Define your need. It's amazing to me that as Jesus walks into this town, he's walking again to Jericho. Remember, Jericho was the place where The the walls had fallen, but before the walls had fallen, they doubted that they could. So it was where a place where it seemed impossible. Faith really had died, and then faith really was revived at Jericho. You see, before the walls fell, nobody believed, but after the walls fell, everybody believed, Amen. Sort of like our story in the beginning, you know, of that story of of, of Honey that before he before the rain came, nobody believed, but after the rain came, everybody believed. And so right now, as it, we're walking into Jerusalem, I want you to walk into Jerusalem with me in your mind. And as we're walking in now, the crowds are pressing. Jesus' popularity has grown, and people know him as a healer. And, and all of a sudden, there this blind man who is around his circle of people that are that are that are hurting and poor and begging because they can't see. They got to get money. And somehow, this blind man hears that that Jesus is coming. And just picture with me as as a as Jesus is going by and the entourage is following him. And this man is in his circle of, of people that are that are down and out and need people to help them. He hears that Jesus is coming. And so he says, Who is it? And they said, it's Jesus. And he's heard about him. And so he cries out, Jesus, Jesus, uh, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And the people in the crowd go, shut up. You you have, you have no right to talk to this man. He's somebody. You're a nobody. But when they said, shut up, that man said, oh, no, 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 This is my opportunity. This is, this is my day. This is my year. 2022 is going to be good for me and you. This is my year. Amen. Amen. And no, I'm not going to shut up this year. I'm not going to be silent. I'm going to come out of the crowd like that man did. And I'm going to declare who Jesus is. And I'm going to stand on his promise. And I'm going to define what I need. Amen. What's amazing, look what happens here. And look what the man, look, this is amazing what Jesus said. Jesus said to him, look in verse 41, what do you want me to do for you? Seriously? I mean, like everybody could see the man was blind walking around, you know, with his stick trying to get around. Everybody knew what he needed. Jesus knew what he needed, but Jesus knew what what the man wanted, but he wanted to make sure that the blind man knew what he wanted. See, you've got to know what you want. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 1, look what it says. Oh, this is so good. He says, now faith is being what? Sure of sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So you've got to know what is it you want. Quit praying generic prayers. Quit saying, oh God, give me what I need. No, no, no. You've got to say, God, my marriage is in, on the rocks and I need you, oh God. You've got to say, Lord, my kids are going crazy and I need you. You've got to say, my finances, oh God, are a wreck and I need you. God, my parents are driving me crazy. I need you. Lord, I've got to walk down the hallways to this middle school. I need you, oh, God. I've got to go down this hallway to this high school, this college campus. I need you. Amen? Yes. Be, be specific about it. Pray specific prayers. What do you want? Most of us don't get what we want because we don't know what we want. So you got to declare what is it that you want. Be specific with your prayers. Be specific. I would challenge you to do this is to get your circle and circle your Jericho. What is it that, that that thing that's bothering you is your Jericho? So I ask you, what is your Jericho? What is it? Is, is it a health issue? What, what is your Jericho? What is it that's got you? Is it a relationship? What is your Jericho? And be specific about that. And believe God for it. Even though it seems impossible, everybody. Amen? Circle, define what it is. And so, what I'd like for you to do with me is on your connection card that you have. And those of you that are watching online as well, I'd like for you to write this on there. It says, I will do my best to attend 21 days of prayer in person or on Facebook, why? Because we for the next 21 days are gonna draw a circle around our Jericho. Amen, everybody, amen. amen. Now, I didn't see many of you getting excited about that, all right? I will do my best to attend the 21 days of prayer in person or on Facebook. So you can do it either way. And let me just tell you something, God honors sacrifice. Amen? Amen. Amen. The second thing I will tell you, how to pray. So we got to define it. We got to define our need. Number two is release your faith. Got to release your faith. Look what happens here. Jesus said to him, Verse 42, receive your sight. Your faith has what, everybody? Notice that. It wasn't his bank account that healed him. It wasn't his good looks that healed him. It wasn't his popularity that healed him. It wasn't his political stance that healed him. Amen, everybody? It was his faith that healed him. And that's what God wants you to do is have faith, yeah. believe for what you can, believe God for what you cannot do yourself. Jesus was saying to the man, he says, you know, you received your sight because you, you realize that I am the source. I was the source of your healing. And not only did you, did you believe that I was the source, but you believed enough to ask me for it. Many people in this room, many people watching online right now believe that Jesus lived and we believe that he's a Savior, but we just feel like that, you know, we don't deserve his miracle. We feel like it's for everybody else. And I hear people say this they say, you know what? Well, I don't pray for me. Well, let me tell you something you're not very wise. Amen. I know me the most, and I tell you what, I need it more than anybody. How about you? Yes, I mean, we are to pray for other people, but buddy, I get on my knees for me and say, God, you know what's going on with me, amen? I need you because a better me makes me better for you. (laughs) Come on, everybody. This stuff about I don't pray for me is bull. All right, just in case that messed you up, let's move on. Jericho, let's talk about Jericho again. Jericho, this city that I shared with you in the opening, was a city that God had told his children that they could take 40 years before they did it. But what happened was, is the reason they didn't go, they delayed it 40 years was because Moses sent out spies and said, I want you to go spy out the land. And when they went out there and looked, they said, oh my goodness, the city's huge. But not only the city huge, but the people there are huge as well. And so they come back and they share this story. They come back and share this testimony. Look what they said in Numbers 13 and 31. It says, but the, man, but the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we look the same to them. Now, did you see that? Whenever you start praying about something and you realize how big it is, the devil will tell you how small you are. Those people, they never talked to anybody in the city. They didn't talk to anybody. They just saw them. So they assumed that those people thought that they were small in their eyes, but the opposite had happened because when the people actually went into Jericho, it was the people there that gave testimony. We had heard about the God of Israel. They were scared to death. That's why they were behind those walls. And so here's the deal, today, today, who's stolen your faith? What does your Jericho walls look like? In your own eyes, what has the devil told you that God will never do this for you? It's always going to be this way. And that's exactly what the crowd was saying to the man, shut up. Listen, you've been blind, you were born blind, you're always gonna be blind, and so you just stay over there and stay out of the way. And so they had told him, That's the way you're gonna be, just accept it. But that man decided that no, 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 Jesus is passing by. I'm getting, I'm gonna invite Jesus into my circle. Amen. I'm gonna invite him to come to where I am, and I'm gonna yell out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And when you don't know what else to pray, that's a good thing to pray. Is Lord have mercy on me, God, I need your power. I need I need your strength. I need your wisdom, oh God. I need your protection. I need your favor. I need your guidance. I need your direction, oh God. I can't live without you, Lord. I don't know. I'm not going to go in this week without you. I got to have you leading me every day of my life, oh Lord. I will not walk in this world by myself. And God, if you don't go, I don't want to go, amen? Somebody praise the Lord, Amen. We've got got to get that determined that, God, I'm not leaving this circle with you. Wherever I go, I'm taking my circle with me because I have to have you. Oh, I've got to have you, God. And that is exactly what this man declared. He declared it. You see, Jericho was where faith had died and faith had been revived. And Jesus, again, walking back into there, went right back to Jericho where the faith had died and he brought faith alive again. It's at Jericho. It's your Jericho is where God wants to bring your faith alive. And he wants to move in your life in such a powerful, powerful way. The problem is this, is that many of us refuse to release our faith because we've had a prayer that has not been answered. And we think, well, God didn't answer that prayer, so God must not like me or God must not uh, show his favor to me like he does everybody else. It is un- sometimes it is unanswered prayers that keep us from praying. Would you agree with that? Amen. And let me just tell you something. I don't understand why God doesn't answer his prayers in the time that I think he should. Amen? Because I think he should do what I, whatever's on my heart, I think he should do it right now. What about you? And so it's very easy when one year passes by, two years passes by, three years pass by, and it's still unanswered. It's very easy at that moment to begin to to lose faith. But let me just tell you something. God is working when you cannot see him working, amen? God is doing what you cannot see him doing. He's working. God is always up to something when it seems like he's doing nothing. He's always up to something, he's working. And you have to trust that, that my faith believes that he's working all things together for my good. That takes me to the third thing I want to share with you today, and that is this. Number three is write out your miracle. Write out your miracle. Matter of fact, if you're watching online, you may want to grab a piece of paper right now. What is your Jericho? I have this, uh, we have these books called Prayer First and you got them today and it's a prayer journal. I hope that you'll take it every day. There's a prayer in there that you can pray. But in the back of your journal, there's some places for you to write about your prayer requests. I want you to write, you want you to, I want you to take these with you and I want you to write it down. What are you believing God for? And listen, if you're afraid that somebody's gonna pick up your journal, make initials where they don't understand what it is. You and God don't know. But be honest about what is it that you need him to do? The prayer that I want to pray right now before I go any further is this. Let me just be transparent today is that you will never have the peace of God without the son of God. And you'll never have the power of God without the son of God and you'll never have what you're looking for without Jesus Christ being the Lord of your life. Listen, I'm not talking about being a part-time Christian, I'm talking about going all in. And so today, I just want to pray with you because there's people in this room, there's people that are watching that you're going to start 2022 off with Jesus Christ and we're going to start it right now. So would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, right now we come to you and Lord, I don't want to go another second longer without giving people in this room and those that are watching, Lord, the, the opportunity to receive you as a Lord and Savior because without you and going all in with you, it doesn't work. So Father, right now, would you just As I'm praying, Lord, that there's people in this room who are gonna pray this prayer that they can start a journey with you. If they mean it in their heart, you're hearing them. And that prayer is, dear Lord Jesus, come into my life, forgive me of my sins and save me. Lord, I'm so sorry for my sins and I need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, everybody. Come on, let's give God a hand for what he just did. Those of you that prayed that prayer, if you'll just check the box before you leave, it says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. And please everyone drop these cards in the bucket on the way out so we can pray for you whether, you know, if you just put your name on it, we're gonna pray for you. So we can move on. So the next one is write it out, define it. Look what happens here. Write out your miracle. Luke 43, 18 and 43. Look what it says, immediately he received his what everybody? His sight. And followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Now, when we see that immediately, again, as I said, I want immediately. But I wonder how many years this man had prayed for his miracle. How many years, how many years has his parents prayed for him? How many years have he been praying for it? He'd been circled up around there. How many years? We don't know. But what I'm trying to tell you is that we cannot let unanswered prayers keep us from praying. Amen? And let me tell you something. Just because God had done it, didn't do it last year, doesn't mean he's not going to do it this year. Matter of fact, God's been preparing many of us for the prayer that we've been praying. See, if, if you can't handle what you've been praying for, then God's not going to give it to you. So God's been trying to shape some of us up so that he can give us what we've been asking for. Amen, Amen everybody? I'm about to tell you a story that's unbelievable. I still can't believe it. There's a couple in our church by the name of Kathy and Tom Plumstead. Matter of fact, uh, Kathy and Tom were married for 32 years. This is a picture of their wedding day years ago. They were married 32 years when Tom left. After 32 years of marriage, he walked out and said, I'm done. And when he did, Kathy began to pray for their marriage. And she was standing for a marriage. Well, Tom left and Tom went and engaged in another relationship and, and moved to another state. And when I became the pastor of this church, uh, or when Kathy started coming to this church years ago, she started telling me, I'm standing for my marriage. And they had, been, they had been divorced for over 10 or 12 or 15 years at that time. I can't even remember how long. And she keep saying, I'm standing. I said, well, where is he at? Well, he's down with another woman somewhere else and blah, 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 blah. I was like, Kathy, maybe you need to go see a counselor. I did. I was like, I mean, she would tell you, I would say, listen, you know, maybe it's time to move on. You know, this guy's not coming back. It's crazy. I mean, he's in another relationship. And so I would tell her, well, I want you to know last year I did the wedding of Kathy and Tom Plumstead. And now they're a couple after 22 years. After 22 years, Tom said, I went into a, he said, I was, you know, not living right. And somehow something happened in his life. He said, I went into a room and I saw a Bible there and I decided I'd pick up the Bible. He said, I opened up and I started reading. He so as soon as I read it, I started reading, I heard God say to me, go home, go home. He said, I tried to read the Bible. Say, go home, go home, go home. 22 years she held on to a promise when it seemed like there was no way. And even this man of God, Faithful man of God, full of faith. Go to counseling. Forget him. <laughs> I did. I mean, what? What would you say? After? I mean, come on. I'm practical, right? I mean, the first year okay, five years okay, but listen, 15 years? No, the guy's out. He's not coming back. Forget him. Move on. Let me set you up with somebody. It's you on match.com or something, I don't know. <laughs> but God, and Kathy said this. She said, Pastor, I want to tell you, it was worth the wait. She said, Right now in our life, we are the happiest, it was worth the wait. What I'm trying to tell you is that you got to define your Jericho. What is your Jericho? And you got to draw a circle and say, I'm standing in this circle. I'm not leaving this circle until God, you move in my life. I'm not giving up on my children. I'm not giving up on my parents. I'm not giving up on my job. I'm not giving up on my future. I'm not giving up on my church. I'm not giving up on my community. I'm not giving up. I'm going to stand that God has got this. Amen? Amen. He's got this. He's got this. Listen, if you're sick in your body, God's got it. Amen? If you if you have a financial need, God's got it. 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 I will not be moved. Amen? I've got my circle around me. I'm not moving. I'm not moving.